Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary, your host for the Midday Moments program. It's time for our Moment in Faith with Pastor Doug Nicely of Jerusalem Lutheran Church in Collinsville, Illinois. Good afternoon, Doug. Good afternoon, Gary. Good to talk to you today. And uh, as we are continuing our journey through the Lord's Prayer, we are up to what I have been calling the Monday petition, the Mm -hmm. Monday asking. Once again, we said a couple of weeks ago that there are seven asking, seven petitions in the Lord's Prayer, seven days in the week, and this is petition number two, and this would be Thy Kingdom Come. Okay. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna work on this, and uh, what a good idea to start out your your Monday with, with something in mind to do when you start out your week. Just an idea, anyway. So Thy Kingdom Come. Martin Luther reminds us the kingdom of God certainly comes by itself without our prayer, but we pray in this petition that it may come to us also. Interesting advice. Let me talk to you a little bit about uh, some other stuff here. Okay. Um, we, uh, we live in the midst of two worlds. One is external and one is internal. Few in our day and age would doubt this is true. Uh, the disagreement we Christians have with those who do not know or love the Lord Jesus Christ is whether the enemy is inside of us or outside of us. Christians believe the enemy is within, which is very different from the world in which we live. Uh, our old friend Martin Luther describes this struggle in a, uh, with our eternal enemy in a prayer book he wrote for his barber in 1535. Yeah, I, I get the impression, you know, he was just sitting there having his hair cut. And his barber said, tell, tell me what the basics of the faith are all about. So he went home and he wrote a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one way to do it, I guess. That's right. Well, Luther was that way. He was, yeah. he was very creative, and uh, I'm glad we had the opportunity 20 years ago to go to Germany because we learned so much about Martin Luther that uh, we didn't know before. Mm-hmm. All right, so here's what he writes to his barber. Oh, dear Lord, God and Father, you see how this worldly wisdom and reason do not only profane your name and ascribe the honor due to you to lies and to the devil, but how they also take the power, might, wealth, and glory which you have given to them on earth for uh, ruling the world and thus serving you, and to use it in their own ambition to oppose your kingdom. They are many and mighty. They plague and hinder your flock on earth and uh, think that they are plaguing them by rendering godly service to you, but they're not. (laughs) Since God's kingdom does not come when we achieve our goals, win elections, or meet sales quotas, or get others to do what we want them to do, there must be another way. And here Luther reminds us, God's kingdom comes uh, when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word and live a godly life here on earth and in heaven forever. And that's uh, that, that's so so true for what's going on in the world in which we live. Yes, it is. Here's, here's, another, here's another take on this. Sometimes I remember books. I don't know if I mentioned this book before to you before. Uh, it was written by a uh, Quaker called uh, uh, Richard Foster, and it's called Money, Sex, and Power. Yeah, that I ring think a bell with you? it does. I think I've heard you talk about that before. Okay, well, let me put together. Let me put together what he had to say, and what another what another uh, writer, Joachim Jeremias, a German, had to say. Sometimes I remember books not so much for everything in them, but for an insight that they leave in my memory. When I think of the coming of the kingdom, I instantly remember two of these books. The first of them was written by Richard Foster, professor at Friends University in Wichita, Kansas. This book is titled Money, Sex, and Power. 
What he was trying to say is that the kingdom's coming is the exact opposite of money, sex, and power. The other book, New Testament Theology, was written in the mid-20th century by the German writer Joachim Jeremias. There he teaches us that Jesus describes three other influences upon us as great. These are the poor, the sick, and the little children. What I want to do is I want to quote for you um, literally what Jesus had to say when he was doing that. First, let me take a little diversion and talk about money, sex, and power. The Bible's ultimate example of a man with money, sex, and power is King Solomon. At the end of the king's life, he wrote in the Bible uh, what reflects uh, all that he had accomplished in his, with his many wives, his glorious capital city, and the peace that he had established. He wrote, I hated all which I had toiled under the sun, seeing that I must leave it to the man who will come after me, and who knows whether he will be wise or a fool. The sad conclusion of this story is that King Solomon's son, King Rehoboam, was a fool. It was under his reign that ten of Israel's twelve tribes left the tribe of Judah and established their own kingdom that they called Israel. Now listen to what Jesus has to say about the poor, the sick, and the little children. First of all, he talks about the poor in something we're familiar with from the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are the poor. poor. Right, for yours is the kingdom of God. All right, let's go on to the sick. Now when Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. And he stopped everything he was doing. He was there for the sick. And then finally, and they bring children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was indignant and said to them, let the children come to me. And don't hinder them, for such belongs the kingdom of God. That's Jesus' way of understanding what's, what's right and what, what really needs to be done in this world, not just what the world around us thinks is true. God's kingdom does come to earth, and uh, we pray, as Luther reminds us, that it may come also to us. Mm-hmm. He also reminds us of the Catholicism, God's kingdom comes when our Heavenly Father gives us His Holy Spirit, so that by His grace we believe His Holy Word and live a godly life on earth, now and in heaven forever. To just try to mount a successful advertising campaign, attempting to convince people that what we think and feel isn't nearly as important as what we hear and learn. Right. I don't think I'd be too popular. Yeah. But these words in the in the psalm, uh, the words of the psalms ring so clear when it comes to "Thy kingdom come," where the praise song, "Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path." Yeah, that's, that's a good. The ultimate answer. Good song too. Yeah, wonderful song. Yeah. Could you lead us? I, I, well, yeah, I could lead you a prayer. And yeah. I, I might I might sit down and play that on the computer. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> All right. Lord, we acknowledge that your kingdom is indeed coming, but we pray today that it may come also to us. For we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus, who set his spirit to teach us all the truth. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Pastor Nicely. Happy Thanksgiving, Gary. Same for you. All right. Thank you. We are the messenger of good news worldwide at KFUO.org.